You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome, you are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. This is Isaac, uh, writer at Mavs.com, editor of the Smoking Cuban. I'm obviously not joined by Nick today. He's taking the week off, as I mentioned yesterday. But today, I'm joined by my friend, by the draft guru, Beanie Warren. <laughs> I do wear beanies. I'm no guru. Flip, flip home enthusiast. Not anymore, man. I'm on I Guys, got the iPod now. John, I know. Jonathan iPhone. Charks has an iPhone. The first time I ever met John, he had a flip phone. I was love your, it, man. Was that your like, claim to fame, a flip phone? I'll take it. I'll say, <laughs> I, I've had worse claims to fame than that, I'm telling you. <laughs> we are, we're recording here in Dallas in, uh, at a cool little location in Dallas. And before we gra- grab some lunch... So try not to keep him too long because I'm hungry. John might be hungry. And uh, we're going to talk some draft stuff. Mavs fans, I guess that's pretty much all we have to talk about right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I wouldn't be watching these games if I was a Mavs fan. Nothing really to see. We won last night. <laughs> Would you be mad if – you can't really have a fandom, I guess, can you? I mean, I want the Mavs to do well. Like, I'm not as into as I used to be, but I still want them to do well. Yeah. I mean, so, I go to the games. want to watch a good team. So are you upset about the winning – no, because I feel like the draft from like three to eight is pretty even. Mm. So unless you can get lucky with the lottery anyways, I'm not sure it matters all that much. Yeah. Just like last year. You can get a good player at nine if you have to. Yeah. I mean, people like to throw Donovan Mitchell out right now. So Yeah, he was 13. 13 and go from there. But all right, I'm going to do 10 questions with John, and it's mainly centered around the draft. Get his take on him. Draft class, congrats for that. I feel like that's a huge success right now at the ringer. Oh, that's cool. I'm glad. Every, every Friday, it's you, Kevin O'Connor, somebody else? Well, we rotate through guests. You wrote ringer staff. Okay. Come on. Isaac Lee's a producer. Yeah. Y'all have cool little segments of like class in session. Yeah, we run some bits. It's you important get, to have bits. You get grades and, and stuff. Yeah. And, well, I'm, a fa- I'm failing right now. <laughs> You're it's failing. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. So, anyway, go check out that. It's on every, uh, every Friday draft class at the ringer. Uh, but anyway, first question. So this is kind of a loaded question. I want to get it out. The, nice. Loaded the, questions are the best. The very first one, because I kind of I wrote on this. We talked about it a few weeks ago, and I want to hear your opinion. The first pick in this draft, okay? Yeah. How many? If let's just say, let's assume it's the Mavericks. Mavericks get the first pick in the draft. How many players throughout the league would you trade it straight up for, hypothetically? Oh, that's a good question. Because, so, here, I'm throwing name it. I made, like, a no-doubt list. Yeah. Like, would you do it for LeBron? LeBron's getting older. I know. So, you probably get, like, what, three years of LeBron as peak? Well, I guess, so you're assuming you trade for LeBron, he's going to stay for a while? Yes. I'd probably do it anyways. Why not? I probably would, too. Yeah, so, LeBron. I'm going to throw up my no-doubts, and you, you tell me I don't think I would do it. Giannis, LeBron, Porzingis. He gets hurt a lot. He gets... Uh, we have good medical staff here, though. So yes. I'll, t- I'll do it. Okay. Ben Simmons? Weird fit next to Dennis. 
Yeah, I probably wouldn't do it. No Ben Simmons. Embiid. Yeah. This is one that I post on Twitter. There's right around like a thousand votes, and it's right at 50 50. Nikola Jokic. Ooh, I love Jokic. Oh, that's a tough one. Woo, put me on the spot right away. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I have it as a no doubt, but I could be swayed I, I, either I way. I take him. I take him. I f- you we'll take Jokic? We'll figure it out. So pretty much you're saying you take Jokic over Aiden or Doncic. Yeah. I mean, like, if it's going to be a guaranteed all-star, it's hard, hard to pass up a guaranteed all-star. I don't think anyone here is like Towns was or Embiid was this year, where it's like he's going to be an elite all-NBA player guaranteed. So. Yeah. Okay. Kawhi Leonard, healthy. Yeah, for sure. James Harden, Steph Curry? Yeah. 30. What, what? Yeah, but he's going to be good forever. Yeah. He plays, unless he gets hurt again. Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, Towns, Westbrook. I don't know about Russ. Oh. I don't know about Russ. So, no. No on Russ. Yeah. First pick in the draft, Mavericks have it. OKC offers Russell Westbrook. You say no. Well, because then you got to get rid of Dennis, too. Dennis can be okay. useless to Russell Westbrook. That's true. Okay. couple names for maybe. Devin Booker. Oh, don't you like him and Dennis next to each other? Pretty great. It'd be pretty great. He's twenty-one. Yeah, I mean you're kind of hoping Doncic becomes like something. Oh, I might do it for Booker. I might just go ahead. I think I would do it for Booker too. Bradley Bill. He's really good. Twenty-four. He's only twenty-four. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to get a guaranteed all-star, it's hard to pass that up. Okay. It's hard to pass up a guaranteed all-star. What about two Warriors in Draymond or Clay Thompson? If I get both of them, for sure. Clay Thompson? Clay'd be pretty awesome Clay in next to Dennis? Yeah, he'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think I would do I'll it just too. say for an all-star, I'll do it. Yeah. Okay, last one. Miles Turner. Oh, my guy, Turner. I think he'll be better than some of the bigs in this class. Uh... <laughs> I feel like that would really, like... Frustrate people because I like Miles Turner too, Dallas guy. But if the, like the Mavericks get one and they trade pretty much DeAndre Ayton for Turner, I would do it. I'd trade Turner for Ayton. If you're the Mavericks, yeah. Ooh, ooh, okay. I like that because he's still what? I don't have his age right now. Twenty one or twenty. He would or... be a senior this year in college. That's wild. Yeah, that's wild. Okay, so we kind of got Charles Phil on who he trade the top pick in the draft for. Let's just. Roll right over to it. No, no trade on the, on, the, on the table. Mavericks land. Question number two. Mavericks land the top overall pick in the draft. Who should they take? I would, I would take Doncic. Convince me on Doncic. Okay. Because I, I'm, all, I, I'm all aboard eight and one. Yeah. And my worries is like the, the obvious one. I watched him play Barcelona the other day. Yeah. And I know he's not like completely healthy. But it, and I know I'm like really nitpicking at this point. But like super like flat foot on defense just kind of struggle with his shot, different stuff like that. So convince me on why he's won. Okay, I would say one, as you were saying, like he's been playing for pretty much a year straight. Like they, they shut him down after that game right after it. Yeah. Just to like have him some time off. Because he went right from the early Final Four last year to Euro Basket to playing again. So he's just like, he's just mentally, I think he's just worn out right now. So I would say that's why his production has probably come down. So two, Doncic is 6'8", 230. He's huge. He's legit point guard. And the question is a three-point shot, but, like, you could give him the ball on an offense. He'll get you eight nine board, eight, eight or so boards a game, seven assists, 15 points pretty quickly. So he's a triple-double kind of guy, runs point forward. And I think he's, like, what's the word? Deceptively athletic. Yeah. I think he'll be athletic That's the white enough. guy. Yeah. White guy wing. Yeah, the white guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a white guy. He's deceptively athletic. I think he'll be enough to be decent on defense. You think you can hide him around. I think he can be a versatile, like, 
third or fourth defender, like a Parsons when he was good in Dallas, that yeah. kind of defender. And I think for me, it's more about Aiton. I worry a lot about Aiton's defense. And like to me, if I'm drafting a center one, I want to get an elite defensive center. Who could, I, who 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 could get to um, a great defensive level faster, Luca or Aiton? Neither. I mean, Aiden has a. <laughs> Aiden, I'd be surprised if either became a great defensive player. Okay. Because, like, you look at Aiden's block rates, they're not that great for a college center. Yeah. And generally, if you can't block shots in college, you're not going to block them in the NBA. To me, Aiden just reminds me of DeMarcus Cousins. Like, he just screams DeMarcus Cousins to me. I think he'll be a great offensive player, but I wonder. Are his teams going to be better with him on the floor? Because if your center doesn't play much defense, how good can you really be? And like if you look at this draft, there's so many centers. When you I, compare him to like Bomba's block rate, yeah, it's like, like three or four times lower. Yeah, when like Bomba's like averaging like three point eight blocks a game or yeah. something like that. So you're pretty much saying, would you rather like a Boogie Cousins type if you're comparing him and Bomba? Or like a Rudy Gobert type, something yeah. like that. Like to me, well, to me, my guy is Jaron Jackson. I'll probably get into him later. That's yeah, yeah. I, that's my guy. But like, I would if I'm just drafting a center one, I want to get a guy who can be a great defender. Because you look at like even Carl Anthony Towns, he was a great defender in college. It took him three years before he became good in the NBA. Yeah, Aiden's a bad and bad to average defender in college. It might take him six years to be good mm. if you're lucky. Because his is like an instinct thing. Right? Yeah, he like, well, he doesn't have great instincts. He just doesn't use his athleticism to block shots. He's just kind of out there a lot. There are a lot of games where he just kind of stands there and guys go right by him. And maybe that'll change in the NBA, but maybe it won't. Like, he's going to be a number one pick probably. Why would he change how he's playing? Right? If you're like, I'm 19, I'm the best 19-year-old in the world. I've gotten the NBA playing this way. Why am I going to change who I am and how I play? I'm going to, like, rest on defense and get my stats on offense. And it takes a long time to change that mentality. And I just worry if you draft him, especially in Dallas, not a lot of veterans around him. I mean, I guess there are some, but not very good anymore. I worry a lot about that. I mean, Aiden is definitely a guy who could be, like, incredible. Yeah. But I feel like the downside of Aiden is higher. I don't let somebody else take the downside risk on him than me. Okay. Are you, from a Mavs perspective, are you, would you be worried at all with Luka and Dennis? No, because I feel like, A, you can always stagger the minutes. B, Doncic should become a good shooter. His shooting numbers aren't great right now, but he's also taking like eight or nine a game. He's yeah. taking a ton of threes, off the dribble a lot of times. So I think he'll be okay off the ball. And then you can all you need two anyways these days. Because my, my worry is Dennis off the ball. Yeah. Like, my worry is taking the ball out of his hand. Because I think Doncic, in his like maximized best role, is like the offense running through him. Yeah, for sure. And I'm just worried how Dennis adjusts to that. And would you be hindering his maximum potential there's a side of me it's like if you want to cash in on luca you have to figure out what to do like with dennis long term like is he a part of that like you want should you have to pick between the two so i don't think so i feel okay. like because especially because he's going to play the four in the nba like yeah. you're going to draft on just to play the four and there's enough touches for a four and a one and i think they'll be You'd have him as be a two-ball handler offense, like Rick ran with, like, J.J. and Devin. So, I mean, there should be enough touches. And Rick always moves guys' lineups around to give them each time with the ball. So, I mean, that's definitely a concern. And I think the concern with having Dennis and Luka together is you have two guys who aren't going to be great defensive players, and they both need the ball in their hands. So that that is a concern fitting them together. So Luka is a 6'8", J.J. Brea? (laughs) We've joked about this on the podcast. By the way, that'd be an amazing basketball player (laughs) who gets, like, eight boards a game. Yeah. Okay, so you go with Luca. 
Yeah, but I would. That's why I wouldn't really mind getting three, four, or five because you can get a guy, a great guy at that spot. You too. How shocked? This is not one of the questions, but how shocked would you be if Jaron Jackson went went over either one of them on draft night? I'd be surprised. I feel like at that at that spots in the draft, people fall in love with shot creation. Yeah, they see, oh man, this guy can create shots, and it's like all about publicity and hype. But in terms of how shocked would I be if Jaron Jackson becomes the most valuable player in this draft? Not terribly shocked. Okay, I know you're all aboard the Jaron Jackson. I like yeah. him a lot. I'll probably have him. At, I'll probably like right now. I'm thinking I'd go like Luca one, Jackson two, eight, and three is my top. Three. Ooh. Yeah. He's going to be like your OG this year. That's my guy, yeah. Because I loved OG last year. You had him at like four, and I was all about it. Yeah. And I was like, man, OG's the dude. Well, you win some, you lose some. I had like Donovan like 13 or something, so you can't win them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so question number three. If the Mavericks are setting at pick seven, and Aiton, Luka, Porter, Jackson, Bamba, and Bagley They're all off the are board. all off the board. Who should the Dallas Mavericks take at pick seven? So you're looking at the Bridges. You're looking at Wendell Carter. Um, trying to think of who maybe you would have up there. I'd probably take Michael Bridges. Okay. I would just say. Steve Is it Michael or Mikael? It's Mikael. You're right. It's See, well, I thought it was Michael too. I thought I started on Mikael, yeah. went to Michael because I heard somebody on TV say Michael. Well, because there's you think there's no there's no I in his name. It's M I K A L, so you would think it's Michael, but yeah. it's, apparently it's Mikael. I was okay. told this the other day. It's it's Mikael Bridges. It's Mikael Bridges. Okay, don't expand on that because I have a, a question specifically right. on Mikael later on because you did a piece on it. Yeah, and it's one of my favorite ones recently. Question number four. Where would you take Dennis Smith Jr. in this draft? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, I'd probably take I'd take him over Sexton. I feel like he's a better version of Sexton. Don't say you'll take Trey Young over Dennis. Stop it, Charks. Don't do this. All right, all right, I won't. Um, Wait, why? Why would you? Just because Trey, because of like the, the shooting, the shooting. Because Young can play off the ball. And that's like like the thing with Dennis and Luca. Young okay. gives you more versatility. Can play off the ball. The yeah. shooting. Um, but you know, Dennis probably should be, uh, I'd probably have him like in the, that middle five, the five-ish range. Yeah. Like behind the top two, two or three guys in that big second tier, I mean, five-ish, six. Like that five to 10, somewhere through there. Yeah. That group of guys. Remember three to seven, three to eight. Couldn't you see somebody, because, okay, so right now Mavs fans are like freaking out because we're going to pick like eight or seven or nine, something like that. Are you... Couldn't you see scenarios to where teams above pick seven or eight pick like a Colin Sexton or pick a Trey Young? Did Young for sure. I think the other thing too, like a guy like Bamba, right? He'll probably go top five. But you can get eighty percent of Bamba with like Robert Williams or Daniel Gafford at eleven. So yeah. like there's there's value. I, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Cause I, I feel like just one of those top seven could drop to eight or nine. Whether yeah, just it's like Dennis did last year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's Bagley. Some people are really kind of low on Well, low as in he's like eight or something yeah. like that. Something like that falls to seven or eight. I mean, and you get him at eight, pretty happy. Yeah, I don't know. Bagley's a tough one. Just finding his role in the NBA will be interesting. Are you on the board that thinks Carter will be a better pro over Bagley? It wouldn't surprise me. You know, it's funny. Like a month ago, I was saying that, and it was like, 
now it's like, oh yeah, it's really out there. I mean, it wouldn't surprise it's me. It's picked up steam on yeah, like Twitter or whatever. Really I think um, KOC or Kevin said it the other day on a podcast. He, yeah, he, he likes them. No, it's funny. Like if you look at Kevin's draft guide and he has like Bagley's minuses and it's like, can't shoot, doesn't defend, blah, blah, blah. And like Carter minus is like, oh, he got hurt one time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Carter's a more well-rounded player. You just worry with Carter. It's like, how valuable is a bigger, slower center these days? My, I just look at Carter, and I I know he's not Jaleel Okafor, yeah. but he's better defensively than him. It's just that he doesn't have that explosiveness to, as Bagley. You know, you watch yeah. Bagley, and he has the second jump. He has the... He's having these like crazy highlight plays whenever. I would say Carter has way more feel though. Carter can pass the ball better. He can play out of the. Bagley just dunks on people. He doesn't have like great feel or touch. Right? Yeah. He just straight dunks, dunks. He just relies great. on his athleticism. Yeah, yeah, all which the is time. great. Carter though, like yeah, he's good. But then it's like okay, he's a 6'10", 260 center. Yeah. How valuable is that? Would you rather have a center who can like defend the perimeter and you have to get the guards the ball, whereas Carter has to have the ball in his hands. Like, how valuable is a five who has the ball in his hands if he's not Embiid or Towns? I don't know anymore. So this is like a, a baby Al Horford? Yeah, but Horford's main plus was his mobility. That's what made mm. him a great player. He's more like a baby Kevin Love. He's not. He's like between Love and Horford, I would say. Like, okay. Like, he's got that skill, but he's probably Love's size and like maybe like 60% of Horford's speed. Yeah. But of a slower Horford, I'm not sure how valuable a slower Horford is anymore. If he doesn't have That's that, true. That, that speed. Yeah. He has since, to get in better shape, for sure. Since we're on comparisons, going back to Luca, who, like, I know comparisons are super hard. I'm not the biggest fan of them, but I've just really struggled on. I'm, I landed on a name, and you're probably going to yeah. laugh, but just thinking of, like, a point forward and stuff that I remember watching in college, Evan Turner is better defensively. Yeah. But, like, what he did at, like, Ohio State, like the a wing that kind of ran the offense wasn't the greatest outside shooter. Yeah, well, I mean that's like if Tur- if Doncic shoots like turned it in in the NBA, he's gonna be in trouble. Yeah, like, that's the thing with Don. You're hoping Doncic becomes like a thirty eight percent, forty percent three point shooter because like he's got the look. The shot looks good. He shoots free throws well. He's got the per. He's got like the uh, attempts. So yeah, I mean if he doesn't shoot, then. Don't draft him. If he's shooting Evan Turner, you're in a big. I would say like probably the floor. I see that to me, his floor is like is like Hito Turkaloo. Like yeah, that year dude, when, Magic years. Like, yeah, the, the Magic Hito Turkaloo. That's like who he should be because he can run pick and roll so well at 18. It's incredible. Yeah, that fool will make every pass, shoot off the dribble, gets the lane. But hopefully he's more than that. Yeah, but, that, but I think that's like his like flourish, or like his flourish is probably like Parsons in Dallas. Yeah, like that kind of player. Like there's just. To me, like he's the safest pick. There's no way he's not going to be a really good NBA player. Yeah, and he he won't drop past two. I guess he'll, he'll be a top. You got to win the lottery game. He'll be a top three pick regardless. Yeah. Okay. Question number five: Are there any players in this top ten group that you would not want in Dallas? That the fit you're just really worried about, whether it's the fit next to Dennis, beyond, beyond the point guards. I mean, obviously you don't want those. I guess yeah, that's yeah. The obvious. Beyond Sexton and Young, yeah. whether it's fit with Carlisle, fit with Dennis, whatever it is, the prospect you're like you wouldn't be. Uh, those two Duke bigs I worry a lot about. Okay, because like if you if you watch Duke, they play zone. That's how bad their bigs yeah. are at defense. And Carolina ate it up yeah. in the ACC tournament. They sat in the zone the whole game because they knew if we play man with Bagley. I remember I watched the Texas game, and literally Texas dunked the ball like the last four times on the floor. <laughs> they drove away and just dunked. 
Because Bagley and Carter would not rotate. Well, Carolina would just bring a guy up to the free throw line, point guard, pass it to him, and then he would bounce pass it to the guy on the like short. Oh corner, yeah, I mean the zone never dunk works it every yeah. day, every time. That's why about my zones, like zones for if you run zones because you know your team isn't good enough and you got to like hide your guys. Yeah, zones for coward. It's not going to work. That's what worries me about Bagley and Carter. Bagley to me, like this is going to sound unfair. Oh crap! I feel like Bagley is like a really good version of Dwight Powell. Oh my gosh, no, no. But like if Dwight Powell, well, Dwight's got better this Dwight's year. Dwight's good, but it's like if you got a five. Dwight's not good. He's good for what he is. It's just he's like a, good for catching and dunking. Yeah, a catching and dunk guy who who can guard in the perimeter a little bit and can re, but he can't really shoot and can't really block shots. It's like that's a tough. Yeah, that's a tough guy to build around. A guy who cannot shoot or block shots. So if Dallas got him, like how what would they do with him? They'd use him in the back in the Dwight Powell role. Which they would do. So Dwight would just go back to the bench and. Yeah, I mean for sure that's gonna happen regardless, but yeah. yeah. Okay, so the Duke guys you would be hesitant on. Question six. You did a piece recently. I loved it because I really like him as a 3 and D guy. And just like in today's game, Mikel Bridges. Yeah. Sell me on Mikel Bridges and sell me on him in Dallas next to Dennis. Well, the, the sell on Mikel Bridges is like, I'd say he probably has the high, maybe besides Don, just the highest floor. Like he has got the shoe numbers of like Luke Kennard, Laurie Mark, like elite, elite shoe numbers and elite, elite defensive numbers. Like, this guy is for sure going to be a 3 and D, 6, 7 guy who shoots like 38% from 3, guards the 1, 2, and 3 really easily. So he's like long-term replacement like Wesley Matthews. Yeah. I mean, he's like... But better. But like he's more athletic than Wes. He's, he's got a 7-foot-1 wingspan. He can guard point guards. That's wild. Yeah, I mean, he's a crazy athlete. He's a crazy defensive player. He's a crazy shooter. Are you worried about his age? Like... No. Because somebody was like, oh, he's 21. Well, because, like, with him, you look at his team. So his freshman year, he's in the national championship team, sixth man. Sophomore year, top team in the country. He's, like, the fifth starter. Junior year, top team in the country. He's, like, the second best player. He's had a very natural progression. And he really couldn't show what he could do earlier because he's in a great team. Yeah. Like, Villanova runs it really well where they have guys come in and they grow their roles over time naturally. So I'm not too worried about his – I think he was always this good. He just couldn't show it before. Yeah. You know, I, I want to see him guarding Colin Sexton in the second round so bad. Yeah, but I, I get the feeling B-Tech's – Alabama's not good, man. Yeah. Alabama's really not. Do you see the Kentucky game? Kentucky, Kentucky random, They doubled yeah. him the entire game. They're like, and that, the teammates suck. If that's what you do against Bama, yeah. then – They can't shoot. They're, they're done. Yeah. But I, selfishly, I want that matchup. It'd be fun. Because yeah. I want to see it. So – if you're Madison, you should be excited if you get. Dude, Michael I would love Bridges. to get Michael Bridges in. Because, like, right now, it's just, oh, uh, if we get to 7 8, if we, we just end up with Michael Bridges, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, I wouldn't mind Miles Bridges either, too. I wouldn't mind either one of those guys. The thing is, to me, like, if you get a 4 or 5 range, unless you get Jackson, you're going to get a big who needs to be developed over time. Yeah. And so you can find a defensive big anywhere these days. It's not hard to find them anymore. That's why I was like, we did like a fake mock the other day, and if the Cavs get like pick four or something, I'm like, they got to take Jared Jackson, right? Like, Yeah. Because well, I feel like he's the most ready. Like, Bamba's going to need time to develop. Bamba's going to need a lot of time to develop. Like, even Bagley, like, I feel like Jackson could step in. I mean, I know he's super young. He's what, like the young, one of the Jackson's youngest players. Youngest, yeah, he's like 18. And... Him and Kevin Knox, whatever, but I feel like Jackson can step in day one. Because he can shoot it. If you can shoot it, you can step in. If you can't shoot it, you got to be developed these days, basically. Yeah. If you Basically, if you can't shoot it and you don't have the ball in your hands, how are you going to play anymore? So that's your thing with Jackson and why you have him over DeAndre Ayton and Bamba and all of them, all the bigs, is because he can shoot it and his yeah. defensive like instincts. 
He can shoot it so he can play right away. He's got... I think, too, with Aiden. Aiden, I don't think... He's got a great up-down vertical, but I'm not sure Aiden's going to be guarding point guards in the NBA. You know, like, I don't know if he's like that. He's a good athlete. Let me not say that. But, like, I feel like Jackson... He's going to use his possessions more valuably than Aiden. He's going to spread the floor, move the ball. I was going to say, I don't feel like teams will be able to, like... They won't treat him like Valanciunas or something. Aiden, they won't, like, just bring him up in the pick and roll and just try to expose it every single time. I feel like he can stay in front of him decently well. Yeah, well, they're going to try. That's oh, they're the definitely, yeah, they're definitely going to try. That's how it goes now in the NBA. They're yeah. Run in the but Jackson could, would guard him better. He can set up switch guys. Like, there was a game he played against a guy at Ohio State, Kaden Bates' job. He'd be a top 20 pick probably, 6'7 combo forward. He just guarded them because Michigan State has a five right now. They play a lot of minutes. Yeah. So they're playing. They have like Jackson. a couple centers, don't they? They like got a bunch just, of centers. Yeah. I hate so just, when it's I, just like in the NBA, man. Everyone's got too many centers. I, just, I hate when college coaches don't play. Like Coach Cal kills me because he like never ran like pick and rolls with Devin Booker in the ball with the ball. Yeah. Like I hate when they don't play like pro style stuff. A lot of it too, like they have to. They have pecking orders. So like Michigan State's interesting. So they have a senior big man. They got to give him minutes. He's a senior, right? Yeah. Then they got a sophomore big man and a freshman big man who are okay, but they're thinking, okay, next year Jackson's going to be gone, Bridges is going to be gone. We got to get them minutes now so they're ready next year to play a bigger role. But yeah, like they're playing him at the four, he's guarding combo forwards easily. Yeah. So not only is he guarding combo forwards at the three point line, he's blocking as many shots as Bamba despite playing three point line most of the game. And his minutes, I could have looked that wrong, but I don't think his minutes are not like crazy up there either. No, uh, well, it's I mean blocking by like percentage on the floor, yeah. not like per game. There's only his biggest problem is like foul trouble, which will be a problem in the NBA too. But that's all young bigs; they always get in foul yeah, trouble. Yeah, if that's his worst yeah. trait, then I'm I'm fine with that moving forward. All right, question number seven. Player outside of the top seven, six or seven, that could be this year's Donovan Mitchell. Um, I would say I really like these two guards. I'll give you three names. Who okay. I really like. So at point guard, it's Gilgus Alexander. Okay, the Kentucky guy. Yeah. To me, he reminds me of Spencer Dinwiddie. Okay. Sixious guy. He has to be a better shooter, but I think I, really I was like gonna say, game. convince me why he's not Michael Carter Williams. Well, he shoots like eighty percent from the free throw line. Okay. That's, that's, I mean, that's, that's the most he's not, important. He's not Michael Carter Williams. Like, yeah. with, with shooting, they've done all the numbers on it, and it makes sense. Like, because three-point shooting, a lot of times, it's your role on the team, the kind of shots you're getting. That'll determine your percentages a lot. Like, are you getting open shots? You take off triple threes? Yeah. But free throw shooting, that's just you in the front of the rim doing this. Huh. If you can shoot free throws and your shot isn't broken, generally you can shoot threes, or you'll be able to eventually. Yeah. So that's why he's not Michael Carter Williams, is he can shoot free throws. Okay. So you like Gilgus Alexander from Kentucky. Yeah. And then Lonnie Walker from Miami is an interesting guy. I love him. I did my Mavs center draft board the other day, just 10 prospects. Yeah. And I left Sexton and Trey Young yeah. off because whatever. Yeah, and I put Lonnie Walker at like 9 or 10. The thing about Walker is interesting is so Miami has two point guards, and they had Bruce Brown who got hurt. But he was probably the fourth option in Miami this year. Yeah. And like you can look at it like one of two ways. The first way is like, man, he must not be that good. Or the second way is... Well, he's got older, more experienced players in front of him. Because while we're talking about Michigan State, these college coaches, they have packing orders. Yeah. They have programs to run. They're not necessarily going to be like, okay, my freshman's going to be the star. That's what Cal does, and most college coaches don't do that. Well, it's like Michael Bridges. Yeah. When, well, like, you know, it was like, what, Josh Hart, and now yeah. Brunson, and it was kind of like he was kind of bringing it, even though he probably had the talent to be starting, probably. So, like, that's what I think with Walker. He kind of reminds me a bit... I got to watch him more, but like it kind of reminds me of a Zach Levine with UCLA. Yeah. So when Levine was at UCLA, he's playing behind 
this guy who didn't make like the NBA, Job Adams or something. He was a first round pick, Josh. I forget his name now. I can't remember. Who and Kyle Anderson too. Okay. So he was like the fourth option on UCLA. And so it's like, well, how good is he really? Well, he can only be as good as the Royals on his team. Lonnie Walker is doing really well. He also was hurt start of the season. He was doing really well on his role as a third option. Mm. He's crazy athletic. He already plays good defense. He's got a really good shooting range. Maybe he's not that good, but from what we've seen now in Miami, it's possible he could be better than what we've seen, what we've seen so far. And I think that's where you find steals a lot in the draft is guys whose roles in college didn't let them show their full game. Yeah. So you're kind of having to guess what they could do in a bigger role. And, and that like could be Lonnie Patino, Patino tried some with Mitchell. Yeah. But you could all you could tell that there was a little bit more to Mitchell's game because like Lonnie Walker has the wingspan like Mitchell. Like he yeah, has a six, six, ten. Six, ten, six, eleven wingspan. And like I was watching a game where Lonnie Walker. He shut down this guy, Devin Hall, who's pretty interesting at Virginia. He chased around the floor, got in his dribble. Like, he guards as a freshman, which is pretty rare. Who has the better hair, him or Alfred Payton? <laughs> Alfred Payton's hair, man. That's not even talking about. I hate that thing. It's ridiculous. At least Lonnie's just stick straight up. Yeah. Well, see, I feel like Payton's is as much a bit at this point. Because, like, he's not good. So yeah. He has his hair so people know who he is. That's how, like, sell him. Yeah. T-shirts, yeah. little hats, and stuff like that. Anybody else? Gilgis Alexander, Lonnie Walker. A guy, my sleeper this year is this guy at Boise State named Chandler Hutchinson. Hutchinson, let's go. Dude. I want him, I want, okay, I want him to last to the Mavericks second no round way. pick so no, bad. There's no way. And you're going to shoot down my hopes. I mean, he, you see, you, you, you know with Hutchinson, you know. Like, Dude's balling. Dude, he's balling. And like sometimes, like when he gets attacked closeouts, and yeah. it looks like he shot up a freaking can he's going so fast. Yeah. I mean, he moves. And I, I saw this thing the other day, and, and I was reading this article, and was like, watch, these prospects might be better than what they yeah. really are. And their whole take on it was, well, Boise State's just running, they're just putting the ball in his hands just to say, do everything, and that's not really a way to, I don't know, see a true player and stuff like yeah. that. And I didn't really buy the article. Well, the idea was like, he'll he'll be better in a small role in the NBA, I think what they're saying. Okay. Right? I, I assume. Yeah, something like but that. But it's good that he's getting stretched like this, that he has that, those kind of chops. Hutchinson's a guy, if you just watched him play a game, you'd be like, is this guy a lottery pick? Like, look yeah. at this guy. Look how he's moving on the court, how he's shooting the ball. Yeah, he's, he's what, really like six, seven, six, eight, something like that? Seven six, foot wingspan, yeah. But he's like older too, right? Yeah, he's senior. Senior. I guess a guy who the Mavs, that second round pick, a guy I like is Devin Hall of Virginia. Okay. See, I don't know much about him. He's, he's very Brogdonish. He's like 6'5", long arms, really smart player, shoots it really well, strong. Carl, I would love him. Yeah, like he'll get minutes right away wherever he goes, I think. Okay. Um, there was somebody – I don't have a question about these, but you mentioned a while ago, and I want you – Daniel Gafford, Robert Williams. Yeah. Mavs fit. They would fit probably. Yeah. That's the thing. Is like if you want a center, those guys give you your gener- – they're generic centers. Like they're going to be good rim runners. Robert Williams is a crazy athlete. He yeah. might be the best athlete of any of these centers. So you're pretty much looking at Dwight Powell's role and be like, all right, But well, he could block shots. Okay, yeah, but you could block shots, and like any of these bigs is just going to step right into this rim running. Yeah, block. Hopefully, they see. Can. That's what I, I wonder about, like drafting a center really high anymore. It's like if you just want a rim running center, you can get those guys at like twenty. Yeah, you don't really have to get them in the top five anymore. All but yeah, guys. like they're gonna. I think with Dwight too, I guess it's like Dwight's in the spot while they're shooting around him. Yeah, he's gonna look great. You know, Brandon Wright too. You know, running the rim. Go. Brandon Wright days. Yeah. Do you like Robert Williams over Gafford? I gotta watch them both play more. They're both pretty good though. Yeah, Robert Williams could play Carolina in like the second round, and look man, and I'm gonna lose in the first probably. 
They're so their senior play. point guard out for the season. Freshman point guard kicked off the team. They don't have a point guard, so it'll be tough for it's them. It's like the Grizzlies. Yeah, they don't have a point guard. It's hard to win a tournament with a point guard. All right. Question number eight. Now we're going to shift to kind of Mavs free agency stuff. Yeah. A couple questions. If these four restricted free agents on the board. Restricted. I like it Restricted. Already. I like where you're going with this. Aaron Gordon, Jabari Parker, Clint Capella, Julius Randle. Which one would you want in Dallas and why? Aaron Gordon for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Wow. So he goes Capella. Well, for one, Capella's not going to come. That's not going to happen. No. But what Gordon, if they want? What if they get in on that LeBron stuff? They can still keep Capella though, because his cap hold's so low. Oh, that's true. They, they'll hold Capella and pay him in like August, so they can do whatever they want. I mean, Capella unless unless he does like Chandler Parsons. Oh, thing. and they just want to just buys him out real quick. Yeah, throws him money. I guess it's possible. I feel like Gordon. He's shooting it now. He can guard four positions. Great second. He'd be the perfect guy next to Dennis. I would. I'd kill for Aaron Gordon. He's really? Not come, but I'd I was him. really skeptical about it. I was skeptical about his health. Yeah. Just looking at his like games played his first couple years. And it's like, I feel like we have like one good season right here. Yeah. That he started off the season shooting like crazy well. And yeah. What's he at now? I haven't watched him. Right now. I don't know. I think he's went down some shooting. But still, like, we know he at least like has it in yeah. him. So he would be, would you play him at the four or the five? Four. Oh, at the five? <laughs> I give him minutes to five for sure. Yeah. yeah. Eventually, for sure. He's what? In lineup. Six, nine? He's Dwight Powell's size, just about. Whatever. He can block these bright. I love how Dwight Powell's like our measuring stick now for centers and athletic bigs. That's how it goes, man. That's how it goes. <laughs> so the other guy was Julius, and who was the other one? Clint Capella, Jabari. Jabari. I love Jabari. I just, I, he, his free agency is so weird to me. Well, it's tough to pay a guy after two torn ACLs. If you tear <laughs> it a third time, that, you're talking like a medical retirement. Like you're done, yeah. So that's tough. So you don't take the chance on that. I mean, I'm not going to pay him a max contract after two torn knees, that's for sure. Tw- How old is he, 22? He's torn his knee twice already? So, yeah. That's tough. And what about Julius Randle? People love to connect these dots. Okay, he's from Dallas? Yeah. I mean, Julius is good for what he is, but he can't block shots and he can't shoot. Yeah. So how useful is he? That's true. That's Dwight Powell. Yeah. We keep going back. It all goes back to Dwight Powell, man. <laughs> so the def- other guy I want to get is on that list is is Oubre up this year? That's the guy oh, I go after. I'm not sure if he's up or he's not up till next year. His cousin teaches here in Dallas. Really? Yeah. I kind of know it, but hey, hey. start it now. <laughs> start the rumors. Get Kelly Oubre in here. Get him on that Harrison Barnes plan. They have. I mean, if the <laughs> they can't pay him, there's no way they can pay him next year. Yeah. Sorry, paying Porter, Beal, and Wall Max. I just don't know what what. Washington's gonna do unless they just call Cleveland on like draft night. Like, here's John Wall for your first rounder or something. They might trade someone. They might have to do something. Yeah, I love Bradley Bill. I like him over John yeah, Wall. Yeah, wait, you had a John Wall take the other day, didn't you? On a podcast. Yeah, I was. I mean, Wall's great for what he is, but Porter fits more places. That's what I was saying. That's what like, it was. I built around Porter. It, it totally makes know. sense yeah. because there's more. It's kind of okay. Charles was saying that he would. You would take Otto Porter because this is where we're at in today's game. There's more point guards to choose from. It's kind of like I relate it back to like fantasy football and why you wouldn't pick a quarterback like one or like I never do because there's so many quarterbacks. And you're always wanting maybe those workhorse running backs, something like that. And Otto Porter fits this like niche of players that every team is searching for. There's not many of them. It's like like back in the day with centers used to be if there's a good center, draft him like five because – there's so few good centers. Now there's too many centers. But yeah. like a guy like Otto Porter, so I did the numbers on it. 
I think right now in the NBA, guys with seven foot wingspans who shoot more than forty percent from three, there's like nine of them. Wow. Most of them are big men. There's like those a wing who can. Sh- that's why I love British so much. Like that role. Because you think, oh, a three and D guy will find three and D guys anywhere. You can't. Yeah. Especially a six eight three and D guy. Those guys are pretty much non-existent. Wow. Six eight three and D guy. I mean, they're just not. It was like five of them, and most of them don't shoot threes that well. They're like they're three and D. Yeah. Because like they like Mamba Mute. He's three and D, but he kind of shoots threes. He doesn't really like stroke threes. Yeah. Huh. We need like a Bruce Bowen in the corner or something like that. Yeah, I mean, there's just not many of those guys out there. Yeah. Especially because the thing is, like, there's a lot of like 6'4", 3 and D guys, but your 6'8", plus 3 and D guy, no. That's what I thought Kawhi Leonard was going to be when he came out. I mean, yeah, that's still crazy value. And then, you know, he just yeah. like blew up, whatever. Could, I'm just random, but could the Bates Jop from Ohio State be that? He's good. I don't know. To me, he's more of a pure four these days. I don't know if he's like the versatility to be a three or a two. Yeah. I feel like he's just a four. He's a good player, though. Okay. Question number nine. DeMarcus Cousins, yay or nay in Dallas? After that Achilles, torn no. Achilles. We see with Wes Matthews. We see what happens after a torn Achilles. Yeah. No. So you're saying stay away. After that injury, well, there's no way. Well, New Orleans is going to max him out probably. Yeah, they have to. They have to. Kind of. I feel like they're in the same spot they were in with like Drew Holiday last exactly. year. Exactly. They're exactly It's the like, well, they, we can't really do anything. Shows. So. But yeah, I mean, like DeMarcus is what, 270 pounds yeah. before the injury? Yeah. And he's what, 28? I mean, he could have like had his hand cut off and they were still handing the max just to keep him probably so yeah it's just like like if demarcus loses like 20 percent of his burst man yeah but before the injury Ma- mavericks are probably gonna go after him i mean they'll probably go after him now anyways but i'm not yeah. sure it's a great idea so if like boogie's off the table i guess that that's dallas's play is just go this restricted free agent and try to get more harrison barnes's yeah See to me, to me, this is a long rebuild. I'm not Cuban out here talking about oh next year you want to tank. No, next year we'll be tanking too probably. Like it's rebuilds take a long time. He said that right before they they sent out um, season ticket renewals. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so there you go. A little bit before that, Connect it's like hey, dots. we're not taking anymore. Connect the dot. <laughs> oh. I mean, rebuilds take a long time. That's yeah. why you want to like always have young guys. Don't do what the Mavs did in like 2012 and 2013. Like that's still hurting the team now. You got to have young guys in the tank because rebuilds. Yeah. If you're starting from scratch on a rebuild on day one, it's like three or four, five years. Yeah, we're in year one, maybe year two if you're be generous. Yeah, that's true. That's why, like, when you look at the restricted market, like, like these guys. I mean, Capella, we both say probably is going to stay. Yeah, I mean, if Orlando's smart, he's going to stay too. Who else is out there on the market? I don't, I don't have any other names. I just had I just had those four names, but it's like All right, ask me a question. I'll look this up right now. Okay, so that was a boogie year nay. Okay, this is something a solid day. This is actually question ten before the smaller question. But what's your solution to like tanking? Because I saw this the other day and saw this. Some people were talking about man, like this. We should never expand. Like, expansion shouldn't be happening. Look, just look at the league right now. Look at what Memphis has on the court. Look at what, you know, some of these teams that are losing every single game is on the court. There's no way we should expand for two more teams whenever these teams are as bad as they are. I don't think it's a talent problem. I think it's just teams wanting to tank. Yeah. Like, you can't tell me that Darren Williams couldn't be better for Memphis than Kobe Simmons. You know, like... Yeah, for people sure. like Monte Ellis, some of these guys out there, or even like Derrick Rose before he went to Minnesota, like some of these veterans or something, they could bring in and be a better team, but they're choosing not to because they want to suck and it'd be really bad. Yeah. So like, there's a thousand models out there. What is like your 
what's your solution to tanking? Should there be a solution? Should they just keep it the way it is? Or, I mean, it depends how big picture you want to get. Like on a limited picture, I feel like, yeah, I mean, if you're not gonna make the playoffs, who cares anyways, right? If you're yeah. not develop, if you're not making the playoffs, you should be developing young players for next year. That's how the NBA is structured. Yeah. So to me, it's not a big deal if the Mavs are tanking. Cause I'm not gonna watch the games anyways. I'm gonna watch the college players, so I don't care. So yeah. to me, it's not a problem tanking. Yeah. I guess I'll say. And then from a bigger picture perspective, if you want to go to like fifty thousand feet, I think there should be like. 60 NBA teams. There should be mm. NBA team in every city. Like there isn't European soccer. Yeah. There should be like level. So like because you did a piece last year. It was like this like academy format, yeah. like soccer does. And it was like it intrigued me. It had me thinking for like a whole week. To me, like it's all about the free market. Like I, I feel like that would change. You want to talk about okay? Let's like get jobs in the inner city. Yeah. Like open it up so like any 12 year old can be signed by an NBA team. So that means like, and there's That's like 60 insane. NBA teams. So think about how many NBA coaches there have to be, how many scouts. Instead of these guys like working for shoe companies or these runners, yeah. how about for NBA teams? Like the NBA teams, what's, what's the contract? $25 billion? I'm stupid. Yeah, right like they got the money to do it. They just don't want to, right? Mm. Like the money should be going out all over the country. There should be a NFL team. There should be like a hundred NFL teams, right? Yeah. There's enough demand for it, obviously. That's true. That's, that's my, that's, that's my big picture take on it. Hmm. That's very intriguing. So I want I want Louisville to have a team so bad because I'm from Kentucky. I just well, here's the thing that's so dumb about that. So they're like, okay, Louisville shouldn't be paying players. So Louisville should be recruiting players like the University of Maine recruits players. Yeah, that's ridiculous. No. Louisville's a massive metropolitan area. Yeah, they got a what? What's a Yum Center like? Core billion dollar stadium. It's, I mean, so nice. It NBA sets right stadium. on the river. Like, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's beautiful. State so of the like, art. If you got an NBA stadium, you got to put NBA players in it, right? Generally, yeah. so you got to pay for those guys. So you got to pay guys to come to Louisville. Like it's common sense. Yeah. No, Louisville shouldn't be recruiting like Amherst. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's dumb on its face. So like the one and done rule. You cool with it? Like. Well, under this current structure, I'm cool. See, here, here's my thing with the one and done rule. I think it's hard enough to scout this guy after one year of college. Yeah. So, like, if you let NBA teams have to spend top 10... Because, like, I mean, big, big picture, I think NBA teams should be signing teenagers to go mm. to academies. But if you keep them the draft model, then the one of them will make sense because it protects NBA teams from making draft. Like, what if the Mavs sucked this year, right? And they had to draft, like, some 18-year-old who ended up... Like, remember Leon Smith? Probably before your time. <laughs> no, I don't remember Leon Smith. But, like... I've heard the name, but I don't... It doesn't matter. So, like, let's say the Mavs sucked this year and drafted a guy who sucked because they didn't, they didn't watch them in college. Yeah. That's just one year gone for a franchise. Like, that is just, like, the worst-case scenario. And that, that's my thing. Like, that's that's why it's, like, I'll lose every game. Like, what Memphis is doing, oh, it's fine. They're just going to get one of these guys. But, like, and I use Memphis because I was at that game the other night, and it was just like, oh, it's my. Pitiful, right? I, it was pitiful, yeah. It was really hard to watch. And if they – like let's take the let's say they take somebody like an Aiden or somebody. God forbid he turns out to be like Kwame Brown or Thurbeat or something like that, and he like flames out. And you look back on it and say, was all of that worth it? Yeah. Like was all of that worth it to where, you know, you you get nothing from it, and that's the part that really scares me. All right, so I have a list: 2018 free agents. Um, would you touch DeAndre Jordan if he's? No. Unrestricted? No. Mavs are. That, that's, that's been done. <laughs> I'm not going to sign a guy over 30 either. That doesn't make any sense. With yeah. This team is built. Intriguing one. Zach Levine. I do that. I love Zach Levine. I'll do that in a second. 20 million? I do it. 
but I'm crazy. You I love Zach Levine. I, I'm a Zach Levine. I'm a Zach Levine shooter. Oh my gosh. I always love Zach Levine. Does he shoot from the outside that well? Oh yeah, he's a great shooter. Great shooter. I think he'd be great next to Dennis. I was gonna say fit next to Dennis. I guess not a lot of defense though. About yeah. Like that. He'd do, do what? It. Two but guard, three guard. He's not gonna come three? though. Chicago's gonna pay him to keep him. So that's mm. not gonna happen. So you think they'll treat him like Aaron Gordon in Orlando? Yeah, or he's something not gonna. Like he's not available. Um. Okay. So not Terry Gavin's, not Derek. Derek Favors. I'd do it for the right contract. I think Favors to me is a good stop holder center if you want to be better next year. Yeah. He'll be available. Be pretty cheap, I'm sure. Not he's going to be like the Tyrod Taylor for the Browns or something. Yeah, he's, he's a, that, that's a good comparison. I'd probably do Favors if you want to compete next year. Would you like Avery Bradley's fit next to Dennis? He's a little older now, right? Yeah. Avery's, what, 28? Yeah. And then, like, he's not going to age that well. He's a smaller guard. He defends. He yeah. won't age quickly. I think he had surgery. Or come yeah, surgery he's out for the season. got some injury. Okay, so this one's intriguing because it's brought up a lot. Rodney Hood. I do it. I do it. I, I like Rodney Hood. His defense scares me, yeah. but I would, I would do it. Yeah, I mean, what's I wouldn't the harm? do twenty five million. Or but what's whatever. the harm? Like the Mavs have a billion dollars in cap space they won't use anyways. Like gamble on young wings. So I mean, ta- so pay him the twenty million if you have to. He's better than Harrison. Maybe he's not. I don't oh no! Don't, don't do it. Higher upside than Harrison Barnes. Higher upside. Okay, higher upside than Harrison Barnes. But yeah, I mean Barnes is very consistent. Probably a better better. Offensive game for sure. If they got like Hood and Favors and a first round pick and like Bridges, they'd be a decent team next year. Hood, Favors, and a first round pick. And Bridges. And Bridges. And Mike, so they got Smith. So if you go Smith, Michael Bridges, Rodney Hood, Barnes, Derek Favors. Yeah. That's a solid 35 win team. Maybe 40. <laughs> solid 35 win team. It's a lot better than this team is now. <laughs> um, you like the ninth seed or the ninth seed in the West? Yeah. I think they, well, it depends on what they get for sure. Uh, Nurkic? I'm over bigger centers. I'm over it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not aboard that either. Oh God, and Alfred Payton, no. Kyle Anderson. I like him for the right price. Yeah, I think he'd be a good player. He's like the worst version of Luca. Yeah, that's probably Luca's floor. Is Kyle Anderson? Yeah, that's probably his floor. Luca's better, more athletic than. Him. He's more athletic than Kyle Anderson. I'm gonna tell you a funny Kyle Anderson story off the podcast. Okay. <laughs> uh, did you know Kyle Anderson called me out on Twitter last year? Oh, I really appreciate this then. No, I didn't. Because I, I posted a gif of him flopping, and he quote tweeted it and was like, gave this big, long, stupid explanation about how this is not a flop, this is selling, and I was taught how to sell from like my dad and like all this stuff. And, That's awesome. Yeah. Slow mo. Oh, dude. San Antonio Spurs fans just blew up my mentions. was like, get off him. Like, That's really funny. Whatever. Um, okay, last one as far as restricted ones that I think would even like. Be make a difference at all, really. Marcus Smart, I do it. Dallas Ooh. guy, I do it. Fit next to Dennis or come yeah. off the bench or six man spark plug. He's like he just guard really well. I think I would do it. Okay, I think he because he can guard so many positions. You can hide his lack of shooting. I feel like. Yeah, would Rick Carlisle be happy with him? Yeah, he competes so hard. He's a com- he's a competitor. That's true. I mean, Rick Rick loves guys who compete. He'd he made be, Monte work for a while. He'd be the Dwight Powell of the cards. <laughs> it always comes back to Dwight Powell. <laughs> okay, speed round real quick, and this is fill in the blank. And so you give me one word. Mavs finish blank. And the, or, or like the draft pick. Uh, six. Six in the draft. Mavs will select blank in the draft. Jaron Jackson. I'm speaking this into reality. He's speaking. I'm speaking into reality. He's prophesying right now. Bill Simmons is blank. My boss. Let's go. Uh, KOC reminds you of a... Ah, <laughs> uh, it's a young guy with a lot of potential. I don't know. Reminds me like what? I don't know. He's a good guy. I don't know. He's a good guy. Um, 
the winner of the NCAA tournament is? Michigan. Not not state on that? I'm on Michigan, yeah. Just Michigan. Michigan. Your final four. Right now I got Michigan, Kentucky, Nova State, Michigan State. Michigan, Kentucky. That Kentucky worries me, though. That worries me. Because <laughs> they could get beat by Davidson, they like, be right now. They could get beat by Davidson, absolutely. Okay, Michigan, Kentucky, Villanova, and Michigan State. Yeah. One of the major teams that you think can get bounced really early. See, I said Kentucky in the Final Four team. Kentucky could get bounced first round. Super quick. Davidson's legit, man. If y'all don't know about Davidson, they're good. What what I thought was really cool when I was looking at the like prospects, when you look at mainly all the top prospects in like the lottery right now, yeah. they're all playing. Like they yeah. all made the tournament. Like Oklahoma shouldn't have made it, but no. but like you get Trey Young in there, you get Colin Sexton in there, like every single one of them is in there. They could all get bounced though really quick. I yeah. think one thing like it's hard to in college, like having it a, a top NBA star freshman yeah. isn't as big a deal as like to make it seem sometimes. It's all about, like, you have, I have older players hit yeah. the right system. Like, Michigan's got no prospects, really, but it doesn't matter. That's why I love system. North Carolina, because Joel Berry and Theo Pinson. Yeah. I and, mean, like, the vets. You look at UNC the last four years. Like, they've way been better than Duke the last four years. And yeah. they've had, like, no NBA players. It doesn't really matter. I love Theo Pinson as a second-round prospect. Can't shoot, though, man. But he, like, defends really well. And I like that. He's smart. There are right. guys you can shoot in that range, like my man Devin Hall. Give me a guy who can shoot. Devin Hall. What about any of the Kentucky guys, like Vanderbilt or... I, Vanderbilt, I think it'd be really Diallo. Good. Vanderbilt's my guy. I think Vanderbilt, he has like... He might not play like yeah, he might this weekend or Foot injury. But he, to me, could be a really good small ball five. He's got crazy rebound numbers. It's like 28% rebound rate, like top five in the country rebound rate at 69. Huh. So like he's like a small ball five. He can switch screens, guard five positions. He can bring the ball up himself, throw, throw like lead the break, make passes, dunk at the rim. Yeah. He can't really shoot though. That's why he has to be a five. But to me, he's like the sleeper on Kentucky. What about Brandon McCoy? Brandon McCoy is a Christian. He's a good guy. I interviewed him. Really? I interviewed him in the McDonald's game. He's a really good guy. How cool great, is that? Great interview. But he was only like a second round. Or like, would yeah, you take a flyer I mean, on him or something? Yeah, sure. He's just a big man. Doesn't really block shots. Oh, oh well. You like Mitchell Robinson? Uh, he's very athletic. He hasn't played basketball in a year. I, I don't know about him. Did you interview him? I did. It did not go well. <laughs> he, he was the exact opposite of Brandon McCoy on the interview scale. Okay. Yeah. Exact opposite. Um, I had a lot of people back home all about Mitchell Robinson because, you know, Western Kentucky. Oh, that would have been And they're like, oh, my gosh, he's coming what here, blah, blah, blah. And they got their hearts broken. Yeah. I want to end it with this guy, and I didn't plan this, but we hadn't talked about him at all. Michael Porter Jr., what – can the tournament do for him if like if he gets if he flames out first game like he has another game like he had the other day they get bounced compared to he kills it they like upset Xavier in the second round I think it won't matter if he does bad because you know obviously he didn't play all year yeah right? he's coming back to the it injury. has the excuse I think for me the thing that kind of bothered me about that so he after the game he's like man wasn't really feeling it I'm not very healthy it's like why did you take 17 shots? You shot 17 yeah. times. If you're not feeling it, like, I want to see Michael Porter, like, pass the ball in this first round. Like, just facilitate the offense. Be a guy. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Like, be a team player. If you're yeah. not going to, if you're going to be, like, 80% of yourself, I love that he's competing. That's really awesome he's playing. I love that. But, like, I want to see him play a role in a system and not just, can he not, can he be, like, not the guy? That's what I want to see. I want to see him just, like, fit in. Yeah. As LeBron once famously said, are you going to fit in or fit out? Like, fit in, man. 
Because they got a good draw. They can go far if he plays well. They, yeah. They have a good draw. How would you like his fit in Dallas? He's basically – he has to play Harrison Barnes' position. He's a four, yeah. I think. So you move Harrison back to the three, Porter at the four. Yeah, I mean, he'd be a good player here. Yeah. yeah he'd fit at the four. He's fine. I don't know. The thing is, is he healthy? <clears throat> he'd look very great in that. Does position. the back scare you? Yeah. Kind of like boogies, Achilles, whatever? A back injury on a 6'10 guy at 19 is very scary. Very scary. Yeah. So you definitely have to get the full medical clearance of – For sure. <clears throat> Give me – if you can – it's kind of off the top of your head. <clears throat> I'm going to start coughing forever. Um, maybe some games, matchups, teams, if you're a Mavs fan, to watch this first weekend in the tournament. Let me see that bracket. Let me see a bracket. So, like, that first region up in the top left, I'm looking at, like, DeAndre Aiden against Kentucky. Yeah, that'll be awesome. That would be cool if we get that. Any other – I mean, long term, it would be awesome if we could see Aiden against Bamba. Yeah. In that bracket. That's not going to happen. I don't think Texas is going to last that Unfortunately, my boys aren't going to <laughs> run this year. It really sucks for Andrew Jones, man. He was good. See, I didn't know how good he was. He was really good. He was been a first-round pick for sure. But they have a lefty that's pretty good, right? Uh, uh, Matt Coleman, the point guard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's a freshman yeah. point guard. He's good for what he is. He's pretty good. I like, I like Kerwin Roach. He'll be good next year. Kerwin Roach. Do you think they beat Nevada? No. I, I wish I could say they did. I don't think they do. Is um, Bamba for sure playing? Is he like... I know he yeah, he's toe. playing, but I don't know if he's going to play 30 minutes or not. Yeah. Um, I guess it depends. Like, if you want to watch second-round guys or guys the Mavs could draft. Uh, I mean, the most interesting game probably in terms of the top 10 guys. Porter, obviously, the most interesting guy is to watch how he plays. Yeah. Sexton will be fun. VTech's a pretty decent team. That'll be fun. Um, the team to watch is Texas Tech, man. They're fun. Who? Okay. Who, who's the Smith guy? Zaire Smith. Oh my gosh. I don't know him oh. that I don't know much about him. Watch him. Like he'll have one. He's probably the best shot blocking two guards since like D Wade. Really? He's probably he might be the best athlete in the draft, Zaire Smith. So super springy. Absurd. Like, he's like the one guy on this like top 15 I've watched zero on. He'll make some plays. Uh, watch Texas Tech. He'll make like one play a game. You're like, how is a 6'5 guy doing that? Do that. Like he is probably the best athlete in the draft. How does he shoot? Okay. He probably stay in school working a shot. He shoots free throws well, doesn't shoot any threes this year, so he'll probably stay in school. But he could be he has a chance to be a very special player in a few years. Okay. So definitely need to watch. But like he's just pure excitement. Zaire Smith is so fun to watch. Yeah. Um I said something about watching like if Trey Young and them win, it'd be kinda of cool to see him. Yeah, that'd be cool though. See what'd be cool about that. Well, the weird thing is like if Duke's gonna sit in the zone, but like it'd be cool to watch Bagley and Carter in the pick and roll against Trey Young. That'd yeah. be awesome. But Duke's sitting in the zone, so ridiculous. Dude, Duke in a zone, I'll probably write about this. It's the dumbest thing I ever seen. Duke's got five NBA prospects. They're running five the McDonald's All Americans. They're running a zone. But Coach K's the God of coaching. Are you kidding me, man? It's outrageous. <laughs> who's, outrageous. Wor- who's worse of a coach, him or Cal? Well, I don't know. They're both great <laughs> coaches. Don't put me on the spot right here. I would say Coach K, I feel like he's a little older now. I'm not sure how much he coaches the team anymore. Yeah. I wonder if he's kind of like Joe Paterno at Penn State. Okay. See, what I've heard, I've heard that Jeff Capel pretty much runs the team now. Really? The coach in waiting, the guy from OU. He's going to take over when Coach yeah. K leaves. That's what yeah. I've heard. You have any other matchups? Um, or somebody I mean, to watch? I guess... Hutchison's in the point. NIT, so... My guy, yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, I like him a lot. Uh, if it, some guys, like second-round guys... One fun to watch up, Kata Bates' job play against Mike Dom. That's interesting. Um, Lonnie Walker, I think, could play Tennessee. Yeah. Loyola's a good team, though. That's not going to be an easy game for Miami. 
So watch Miami because they might lose in the first round. They're super um, inconsistent. Yeah, they're very inconsistent. So watch, yeah, watch, watch Lonnie Walker. He might be out in the first round. Okay. There it is. I hope you guys enjoyed it. John, I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no problem, man. Is there anything that we can plug that you uh, have coming just, out just, on The Ringer? Just draft class. Oh, we put out our draft guide today, so it looks really cool. Draft guide today on The Ringer. Yeah, draft class podcast every Friday. Draft class podcast on Friday. Read his Mikel Bridges piece, too. I'm sorry, it's on your Twitter. You're not super active on Twitter, but... No, but my articles are on it. That's all I really Okay, on go on there, read that. Read everything he does. Appreciate it. Peace out. Bye.